Hey there, you're welcome to Founders Connect, a show where I have conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and operators in Africa. This is the right show for you to be listening to if you love behind the scenes stories about people, their careers, and not your businesses. My name is Pissy Timmy, and I'm very, very, very delighted to be your host. You can follow this conversation on social media, hashtag Founders Connect. You can watch the video of each episode on my YouTube channel at PCTME or just search for Founders Connect on YouTube to find the playlist. Also, please share this podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, leave a rating, and you know, share it, hashtag Founders Connect. Enjoy the episode. Hey folks, you're welcome to another episode of Founders Connect here. I have conversations with entrepreneurs and operators of leading African startups. For this episode, I'm speaking to the co-founder of Investsika. That is Lutana. Hi, Lutana. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So we're going to learn all about Lutana, all about Investsika, the business, how far they've gone, when you're planning to launch, and you know, as much as we can basically in this video. So make sure you stay and watch till the end. Okay. So tell me, who is Lutana? Huh. Um, well, Lutana is um, a, a tech bro. <laughs> <laughs> Means that you have plenty of money. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish. Because that's what tech bros are known for. I wish, I wish, but the money is coming. The money is coming. Um, but I guess I, I am a, I'm a product guy. I like to um, build products. I like to use products. I like I like the the world with um, a lot of products that just help our lives get easier, basically, especially here in, in emerging markets. So like, I'm just this product guy that's also like a Kanye West fan. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. There's also, um, you know, um, likes to sleep, likes to travel. Just a regular Igbo boy. Where are you from exactly? <laughs> I'm from Anambra State actually. Oh, so when did you move to Ghana and why did you move? Oh, I moved to Ghana in 2019. Um, it was actually a very interesting story. Please tell us. <laughs> so, um, in, when, I, when, I, when I finished from NYSC, um, I, I started like um, getting into like front-end development, trying to like, learn how to code and everything. And then I stumbled into um, developer relations, technical writing, and so I took a part in that. But then, it's one of those things you do, you work remotely, and your parents are always asking you, like, so what do you do? And you have explained and explained, <laughs> and you're just giving up explaining, right? And so they always just say, oh, you just wake up and be pressing computer, wake up and pressing your phone, and all of those things, right? But like, um, at that time, I and a couple of friends of mine, all of us were just thinking, we need to leave Nigeria, we need to Japa you know, <laughs> as, as, as far back as that time, right? And so, um, I was actually going to go through the KPMG route. Right. I was one of those people that went through the processes. What did you study? You know, I studied computer science actually, oh, okay. from the University of Benin. Um, and so, but then what happened was, during the process, so the KPMG graduate um, program, is a long, like the application process is a long process. I think it's like six months or more than that. Mm-hmm. Forms, interviews, all of that. So I scaled through all of that. During that process, I was having a conversation with my friend. Um, she's in the UK right now, which is funny because <laughs> she's finally Java, right? And so she told me like, oh, there's this, you keep talking about products a lot and everything. You keep giving me updates of like what products out in Nigeria and everything. You like this 
this guy's best Africa. There's like this school where you learn mm -hmm. how to actually be a startup founder and everything, and he's in Ghana, right. right? And it's one year and it's all like paid for and everything. You should apply, you might, you know, get in, you know. And I applied as one of those things someone sends you and you just apply. Let me just try. Yeah. The, the, the main goal was to actually do KPMG, mm -hmm. um, get to a point where I grow to, you know, take a leave to study and then leave, <laughs> <laughs> basically. I actually know people that have done it, yeah. right? So that was my Jabba route, basically. But funny enough, I got to the last stage. And then I was told, um, it was a group, it was a group um, exercise and everything. You give, you be given a tax, you solve it together, mm -hmm. and then you get to present it to some judges, right? Mm -hmm. And after that task, Funny thing is, I solved I solved most of the puzzle and everything, but then we had to show like teamwork, so we had to share responsibilities, who we say what, who we say what. And after presentation, I actually got put in the waiting list of, you know, like you KPMG, they tell you, oh, you've passed the stage, congrats, mm -hmm. or you haven't. So just be in this pool, just in case we don't find the people right. that have passed, you know, we can now go back to this pool and get back to you guys. So I got to the waiting list. They said I wasn't so assertive, which was a surprise to me and surprise to anybody I told, right? And so that was actually the next day after I got that L, I I was called for the Mest Africa interview. Mm. Group interview also. I was just <laughs> I went there really dejected and everything. But then that turned out to be really great, mm -hmm. you know, and then I got in, you know, and I came to Ghana and that's actually what brought me to Ghana, the Mest Africa program. So you spent a year at Mest Africa? Yeah. How was it like? It was great, actually. It was great. Um, I think what stands out for me is the people, the cohort. So my cohort, mm. we had like people from 13 countries in Africa. And, right. you know, you, you wouldn't even fully understand the value till you want to maybe pop into an African country and you mm, need to I find someone, someone and everything. Like, sometime this year, I spent almost two months in Nairobi, you mm. know, like, and I was just going from one of my friends' place to one of my friends' place to one, you know, something like that, right? And you just get this network. Um, and that was really, really valuable. Um, we made friends out of, you know, that whole year because within the program, the pandemic st started, right. right? So we even bonded more and everything. We were all in lockdown together and all of that. Oh, so you, how does Mess Africa work? Did you guys live together? Was it a scholarship? Did you have to pay for it? No, what you didn't have like? to pay anything. You just apply if you get in. Um, usually, I, I, I think the program, it's changed now. I don't know what it, what they're trying to do right now. But it, during my time, you would you would just like get flown to Ghana, basically mm -hmm. from wherever um, in Africa, and then you guys get to live together. Like remember, like Andela Campus, mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of setting, basically in in the same apartment. So like a whole apartment, everyone right. lives in, and then Sounds the school fun. is somewhere, and then there's a bus that takes you guys. So, so like think Andela Campus. That's interesting. So after that one year, what made you decide that, you know what, instead of moving back to Lagos, maybe going to do my own startup, I want to stay here and... Um, so, first of all, I just living here um, just showed me how chill this place was. And, and so I was like, you know what, maybe I should spend more time here, right? So I wasn't in a hurry to leave, mm. basically. <laughs> I wasn't in a hurry to go back to Nigeria. That's the first thing, right? And so um, after Mess, there was this startup that we worked on. We didn't get funding though for it. Mm. Uh, we tried to bootstrap it and everything. And at some point, I had to um, leave because um, Investica started and it got more exciting for me. And, you know, I had to like focus. So tell us about Investica. Yeah. So. 
Investica is basically a, we like to call it public.com for Africa, mm -hmm. um, started in Ghana. So it's basically a social investment application that lets you, gives you access to um, the US stock market and ETFs. Mm -hmm. um, and you could easily start investing with as little as $20 with your mobile money. Which your mobile money, so like yeah. MTM Momo, yeah. that is prevalent in Africa. And, yeah, so you don't need like bank accounts or yeah. all those stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we're focusing on Momo. I think over there we're going to add other payment um, um, methods, but right now it's just mobile money. And because it's just of like the really, really high rate of adoption of mobile money, um, mm -hmm. we're leveraging on that. Interesting. So what's, that, what's the market like for um, this kind of product here in Ghana? Um, I think. I think this is a personal view of mine. <laughs> I think the market here is, there's a market here. Mm -hmm. um, and I think at least um, the market for products like this, I would just say is the middle class easily. Um, and over 10% over of um, the population in Ghana are in the middle class, so like over 3 million people. Mm -hmm. So I think the market is just, we will take around 3 million people mm -hmm. um, for products like, products like this. Um, people that are just um, are looking to, you know, do more with their money, looking to, you know, grow their wealth sustainably, looking to be um, more financially literate, more financially aware, and more independent. Interesting. So, what differences do you see about the Ghanaian market versus? I mean, you lived in Nigeria for a while. You ten bros in Nigeria. You are Nigerian. <laughs> exactly. What differences? Because, like in Nigeria, like fintech is like booming. Big. They're like startups here and there, left, right, and center. In Ghana, we don't hear about a lot of them yet, and you guys are one of going to be one of those people who are like, you know, we want to be build fintech products. So, what are like the differences between the Nigerian Ghana market? <sighs> and um, I wanting to take your team and say, you know, well, let's go, let's go build in Nigeria because there's already like adoption. There's already like they already understand this as against doing it for here. Yeah. So I think I will start with answering the second question. I think why not Nigeria? I think the answer is easy. Um, there's already a lot of products addressing the problems we are trying to address mm. right in Nigeria so um, we're just looking to make we're just looking to make it more African right it doesn't just have to be Lagos and um, South Africa and Egypt mm -hmm. I think there's a good in Egypt also um, it doesn't just have to be this 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 market it could be more like it could be an African thing like this could be something that in the whole of Africa we have products everywhere right mm -hmm. and so that's the first thing um, the second question is the differences in the two markets. Wow. Um, I think first and foremost, the the risk appetite is different, mm. right? So in Nigeria, people tend to be out there trying to take risks, right? So that's why MMM was so big in Nigeria. <laughs> people are out there trying to, I mean, I think it's also like condition, I, I think it's like um, conditioning just based off like the environment, the financial situation, and like the economy in general, like things are not so great that people are looking for way, ways to like do better. People are looking for a way out, people are looking for an out, you know, people are looking for ways to make sure that the small thing they have, um, they're making the most out of it, right? Um, this is this is a human thing also, right? But like the the level of it is really high in Nigeria compared to I would say even any other market in Africa, right? right? So in Ghana, people see Ghana as a conservative market. I agree. Um, I think that also there has been um, banking crisis here in Ghana um, a couple of years ago. There has been. Um, 
crisis where the banks, um, some banks, some investment platforms has have um, you know not been able to live up to their value proposition, mm-hmm. and the, the government has had to like come in, you know, try to bail out and things like that. And so the trust level is also not that high. Right. But then trust is trust. I think the problem of trust is universal. Even in Nigeria, trust is not high. So mm-hmm. trust is not even trust. <laughs> I mean, my money. Thing. Why would I exactly. give it to so you? Exactly. So trust is not even the thing that 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 we, I, I like to talk about with like adoption of tech products because people still do it whether or not they trust yeah <laughs> right so but like the market here um needs more education just because of i would say the conservativeness mm-hmm. i think is also a a um stereotype i think it's also a stereotype people as people have labeled on ghana mm. but i think that there's now this new generation of young people who are you know trying to do better for themselves mm. trying to like if you go to spaces in ghana like if you go to twitter ghana today all the spaces you see are like financial literacy spaces people right. are gathering together talking about tax how do i pay tax how do i you know make sure that my pension is is up to date how do i make sure that i retire well like people are versus the kind of spaces you see in nigeria i'm not trying to be shit. <laughs> But like the same thing with Clubhouse, the same thing like I think the shade on our behalf. There's, there's there's a whole no, there's a whole um a revolution that is happening, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like the stereotypes of like, oh, people here are conservative isn't so true, especially with the way young people here are, you know, trying to change that, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's such a beautiful thing. And I think um, this is the best time for products to be there for these kinds of people to actually take th- that revolution and run with it, right? So like, yeah. That's amazing. So like when, when people read about um, Invetsika right now, they say it's, it's Ghana's first stock product, right? Yeah. But however, there are companies like Bamboo, who's already like really big in Nigeria, they're looking to enter this market. So, yeah. and I'm sure even the ones in Egypt were looking to enter Ghana market. Yeah. So you guys might be the first known Ghana brand, yeah. uh, but then you have competitors who are going to start coming to the market. So what, do you, what are you guys looking to do differently as you release your app? Yeah, good question. Um, so I think we, 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 really, we really thought about, you know, the differentiator, like what, do we, what different thing do we want to bring to the market? And the differentiator for us is just education. <laughs> mm. So for us, education is a core feature, right? Just like I, I mentioned, like the differences between the two markets. Yeah. In Nigeria, you could easily, you know, have a tech product out there and not really invest so much in education. Mm-hmm. And it's, it still flies because people just go out of their way to find out things. People go out of their way to like find ways to grow their wealth and everything, mm-hmm. right? But here, because of like um, the risk level not being so high and the banking crisis and all of these things that I've just explained before, um, people don't as much. And also, people are always skeptical. So, like, education for us is a core feature, right? There are there's already a market. Mm-hmm. that can be served, right? What the market just needs is the dirty work of actually going out there and telling them that there are opportunities for you, mm-hmm. right? And this is what it means. This is what you can do. This is what you should do. Um, and so we we look at education in a very, very different way. And that's where we're a social investing app, right? Mm-hmm. So we- it's Social investing app. Yeah. So we, 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 we took a lot of social cues and features that people already used to, young people already used mm-hmm. to. So things like stories and things like people following each other, things like just that whole social feeling. Um, right, so people are not just like investing, but it's sort of like not just own just education, but there's a community that they can tap into within the app. Great, and, and that's what we see as education. So for us, education mm. is um, resources, plus community. Hmm. 
right? That's how we see education. So education is an actual core feature for us. So we're not just trying to give you guides and how-tos and everything. We're also trying to make sure that you don't really need to feel intimidated. We're trying to make sure that the barrier is literally zero for whoever wants to start. Mm. If I wanted to start today, and I know that you, peace, you are, you are um, a fintech guy, so you have stocks, you've been investing in stocks. It would be nice if I knew what you were investing in, or if I knew what you were watching, if I knew what mm. stocks you liked, what stocks you want to buy next week, things like that, right? Yeah. So even if, even if so I even had if I don't 100 know. books, Nada, I can see, oh, Dress understands the stock market, so I can follow her yeah, and I see that, oh, she's following Apple, she's following Netflix. I'm like, okay, I think because I sort of like know her, I can also like start yeah. investing on yeah. this brand. Yeah, that's one. And then, and then two is also like learning, a lot of learning happens in the com in communities. People don't even, like a lot of unconscious learning happens in communities, mm. right? Let me give you an example. Imagine if you woke up today and um, you went to Instagram. Let's even use the Investica app. You went to the Investica app today and Lutana added Apple to his watch list, right? And Joyce did, and Obina did, and Kwame did, right? Like you're viewing everyone's stories and everyone's adding Apple. Whether or not you thought of Apple today, you're going to be like, did anything happen today, mm. right? So like subconsciously, you're actually going to go and Google Apple. Mm. <laughs> whether you like if you're curious enough right yeah. so like whether or not you know it you've learned something and then maybe you go and you say like oh the iphone 13 was released today so the stock would be high oh that makes sense right mm. so that's literally what you've done is without even knowing you've learned something and then you cannot decide oh do i buy this stock or not you know this is something you didn't know before waking up this is something you didn't have to read a book for right yeah. and that's what we mean by education right um there's a lot that could be learned um, especially for like first-timers, right? So for us, the barrier is for first-timers. We want to make sure that first-timers do not have any kind of barriers that stop them, right? You might just want to um, literally download the app because you know your guy is on that app. And so you know you can at least find out what they are doing. If or not, just, you know, so... And just stock their portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make it easy for people to get into these things. We think that that is what education should be, right? The resources, of course, the how-tos, the guides, the, the, the steps, the, the things that you could spend your time to read and understand. Okay. And well, then the community. So resources for community equals education. Yeah. That's actually very brilliant. Um, so what's like what's the traction so far? How how far how long have you guys been building this? When are you guys launched? Because I know that you guys are still like maybe in close beta or like still in dev mode. How has fundraising been? Like sort of give us like progress reports mm. and maybe end it with this is what to expect and when. Okay. Um so we we started building this app in January. So January twenty twenty one? Yes, this year. So we, we actually what what happened is so, um, during the lockdown, um, or I would say after the lockdown, after MEST, um, but during MEST, we were already talking about the whole, so when you come from oh, so Nigeria, all the co-founders for Investica are from MEST Africa? No. No. Um, two of them are, one of them isn't. Oh, so okay. we're four co-founders. So anyways, we, we kind of, during, during when we're staying at MEST and everything, we already 
a lot of people, because I use one of the products in Nigeria, mm -hmm. <laughs> even before coming here. So I was one of those people that were like, oh, why would you guys just launch in Ghana? You know, now I'm here, my bank account is here, and everything, like, why would you guys just launch here? Right? I, I was one of those people. Mm -hmm. I was one of those people. And that was actually what, how Investica started. Investica started as, these guys don't want to launch here. Why don't we <laughs> actually <laughs> just do <build> that? <laughs> yeah. You know, which is funny. And, 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 and that's what we did, right? So when we, we, we kind of bonded with that conversation. So my CTO is, is from Botswana, from South of Africa, right? And he's also used this product called Easy Equities when he was in South Africa, mm -hmm. just like I used one of the Nigerian products, right? And so um, he, so when I came to Ghana and he came to Ghana, and so we get people saying, ah, you guys are lucky, you guys have this product, I guess I have this product, we don't have it, we want it. So we kind of bonded over that, over that right? And that's how we started. <laughs> that's literally how we started. So we, we now wanted to, so what we have done is we have taken a really, really deep research route. We tried to see if there are people who think like this, like people who don't like us. So what we did was we opened a social media account on Twitter and we we're like, okay, let's 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 just um spin up a waitlist and see how many people wants like are interested in this. And in like a month, in like almost two months, we had like one thousand people sign up. We know, you know, so like by December we were sure that we were going to by next year start building something because we we're like, oh. Okay, there's a lot of people, like this is something we just thought was our problem. But like, oh, a lot of people actually want us, you know. And this is like organic, we've mm -hmm. not done, even till now, we've actually not done any kind of market and everything, because the product's not out yet, right? So, yeah, we, we, we then in January decided to start building this. Um, and so in general, we started asking like, what would it take? And, and so we had to now do the research, find out that, oh, we need to plug into um, the US stock markets. We went and got a partnership with Drive Wealth. Mm -hmm. um, we also needed, you know, to be regulated here in Ghana, which is now one of the biggest hurdles we, we are kind of currently facing. Um, and, you know, working with Drive Wealth, we needed to pay up some, you know, capital and everything. So we need to raise some money. Mm -hmm. We actually, so um, around the second quarter of the year, we started raising money. Um, we are actually looking to raise about $200,000. Proceed. Yeah, proceed. Um, we currently have 25K in the bank mm -hmm. <laughs> from some angels. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we kind of paused on fundraising at, at some point because we were looking to tie up the regulation thing because right. a lot of investors were asking about it and like yo um there's something you need to have here that other people don't have even if they want to come into the market um that, that makes sense right and so um we so that's 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 what we've been doing so far and the waitlist now has over three thousand people as of today so there's like a ready market to just like yeah into. you know um over three thousand people as of today um and we are actually going into a closed beta launch next month That's so in october like, yeah first week of october um so about when we would actually publicly launch the product that still depends on the regulation the the, the whole regulatory thing mm -hmm. but we're looking at um december we're looking at give or take december yeah. amazing amazing so like in the last nine months now right what would you say has been like the biggest lesson for you be trying to like take this product off the ground um I think for us is, uh, for me, I would say it's just, you know, talking to customers, like talking to prospective customers in our case, um, 
is like the biggest lesson, right? So for every product, research is just key. Like mm -hmm. that's something I learned to miss, but that's something that really, really became really obvious, like doing this, because there's a lot of whys you need to ask. There's a lot of, you know, what's going on. And when you start doing research for a product like this, you first catch like everyone, right? Mm -hmm. I used to always like you need to, when you want to build a, say a coffee maker that makes coffee in like five seconds instead of say two minutes or like 10 minutes. And you know, you think, oh, this is an amazing idea, you know, and you start talking to people, do you drink coffee? Yeah, and the first person and the second person. But then you find out that um, over time, the first two, three, four people you might have talked to are occasional coffee drinkers, maybe people that drink coffee once in a year. <laughs> and so the things that they would have told you that they loved, things like, oh, it takes me 10 minutes, you'd be shocked that it actually takes the average coffee maker, the average coffee drinking person, two minutes to use that same machine, right? right? And so, like, there's a lot of refining that goes from, like, talking to everyone and then just niching yeah, and niching and niching and niching. And we're still, we're really still in the early days, right? So just talking to a lot of people, finding out how, what this feature would mean to you. Like, can you easily identify what this does? Could you, you know, and we keep doing that and we want to keep doing that. So I think that's been the greatest thing so far and one of the really, really strongly motivating thing. Um, and of course, the, 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 the frustrating thing for me is, is just um, how, slow, how slowly paced it is to work with corporates, how slowly paced it is to mm. um, engage with regulators. Um, you know, it would be nice for, for there to have like, you know, for there to be like a platform that you could do all of these engagements virtually or like through a tech product or something. Somebody build it too. Someone is actually, there's actually a lot of products. I actually love um, um, rec tech products, right? It's just a matter of adoption from the regulators themselves. <laughs> so it's, it's, not, it's not a lack of products oh, in the right. market. Yeah. Yes. It's adoption. It's adoption. Amazing. Okay, and I think um, my final question would just be, so people who are looking to like get into entrepreneurship and start a business or build a product, right what would your advice to them be especially young people um it would it be to like apply for mess and jackpot first and then your idea will find you <laughs> or what exactly would it be no i think i think i think my best advice would be um find a tribe find a tribe i mm. think the greatest asset um in the tech space right now um, especially in this emerging market in Africa, is like a group of people that know, like that can build products. So maybe like mm. a product person, um, a back-end person, mm -hmm. a UX person, mm -hmm. you know. So find where you fit and find the remaining pieces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just find a tribe, wherever. So MEST could be that, that path, you know. You know, just your friends, you know, being on Twitter, joining communities could be that path. Whatever path is, find a tribe and just keep building. I think builders build. That's literally what, what I yeah. say all the time. And I think there are amazing people doing great stuff. There are amazing people building stuff. In fact, I started a weekend project. It's called Startup Couches. Um, it's a podcast that um, I talk to founders that are just building products and just building. Like, there are really, really amazing things happening in Africa, you know, in different markets, in Nigeria, um, in Ghana also, there's a lot of products that are yet to be launched. There are a lot of products being launched, you know, um, you know, CE1, for example. Yeah. You know, uh, like, I, I feel like um, we're still in the early days of what, what, um, what tech could look like 
or what tech product adoption could look like in Africa. And so it's still, it's still, it's still a wonderful time to be alive, basically. Amazing. I really like when you say, like, just find a tribe. And it resonates so much with me because I've just seen in the last couple of weeks the importance of, like, just knowing people. Like, oh, I know a designer. I need something designed. Yeah, you want to, like, collaborate. Oh, I know a mobile developer. That's, like, very important. And when you put yourself in that space, then that's kind of how ideas generate, right? Because everybody can do something, yeah. and then once an idea comes, so yeah, now it's, let's start yes, building. It's no longer, it's easier. It's, yes, it's no longer, it's no longer an idea, uh, an idea that's just an idea because ideas are just ideas. Yeah, <laughs> literally, exactly. there's nothing more. Yeah. Ideas are just ideas, and ideas are everywhere. Ideas literally have no. There's nothing. There's nothing about them. Yeah, just literally ideas. It's like execution is everything. How do we build it? And you need people. Yeah. To build this product. Yeah, yeah, and another thing I think I wanted to add is um, don't be hungry. Mm. I don't know how to put it in more succinct way, but like building while hungry is terrible. <laughs> right? So um, also just find a job. <laughs> right. Also just, you know, make sure that your, your, your daily needs are met, make sure that you're healthy, you eat well, you work out, you stay fit. Like, make sure you, you, you take care of yourself, mm. right? That's what I mean by don't, don't be, be hungry. hungry. So that um, you're not too desperate and just like yes. trying to like move too fast yeah, or yeah. trying to like take money for like the worst yeah, valuation. Yeah, because, like, just like, yeah, because the, market is, the market is so young that a lot of bad deals are also happening, mm -hmm. right? The market is so young that really hungry people are getting to sell or getting to give out their work or their creation or their babies to other people that didn't work for it, right? The market is the market is really really young, right? And so even investors in this space, especially local investors, are still figuring it out. So it's not even like oh people are out there trying to get you <laughs> type of thing. It's just like the market is young, and so like demand and supply will finally have to balance over time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like sometimes things are outrageous, sometimes things are just there, sometimes so like the market is just young, right? So building while hungry is a bad place to be in the mm. market, basically. Mm. So like, find that job, get some sort of security. To freelance, you know? but just... Yes, like have that back home. Yeah. It feels like, because you know, th this is this is anti what investors will tell you, like focus on everything. You need to focus, to be honest, right? But I feel like you also need to eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's, just, it's just a trick, right? You need to eat and you need to make sure that you are not like so that whatever it is you're doing, you're doing it out of, you're doing it out of passion, out of oh you want this to be out there, not out of this is some tickets for me, this is some do or die, this is ah this is all I, this is every single thing, which is also a good mentality. I'm just saying like in 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 the in the in the context of this market, which is super young, um, it's not so great. Yeah. Amazing. So find a community for yourself and. Don't be hungry. <laughs> uh, amazing. Thank you, Lutana. This was a, an amazing conversation with you. And I wish you guys like so much luck and success yeah, with Investica. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast to the end. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope that you have been inspired or motivated to get better in your careers, in your businesses, in your life. I hope this, you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure you subscribe to the videos on my youtube channel at pc timmy or just search for founders connect and you find the playlist and then subscribe to the channel also please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it leave a rating also so more people can find it and also talk about
about the episode that you listened to hashtag fans connect across social media hey i'll see you in the next episode peace out Thank you.